You're not perfect, sport. And let me save you the suspense. This girl you met, she isn't perfect either. But the question is whether or not you're perfect for each other. That's the whole deal. That's what intimacy is all about. Now, you can know everything in the world, sport, but the only way you're finding out that one is by giving it a shot. And that is from Goodwill Hunting. And what great advice. If you're thinking, I need to be perfect before I date or ask her out or go any further in this relationship, or you're thinking she needs to be perfect before I consider dating her, well, when you date, you learn about yourself. You grow in a relationship. You have the opportunity to grow in every relationship you're in. And you have the opportunity to... um, get closer, learn how to communicate well, learn how to talk about sex easily, learn how to find out what each other's tastes and values and everyday habits are and whether they match. And I cover all of that in a book that Dr. Ed Locke and I have written. It's called The Selfish Path to Romance. And we use the word selfish not in the conventional way. We use it not as being mean a me-only person or my way or the highway type person, but self-valuing. How do you cherish yourself and cherish one another in a relationship over a long period of time? Uh, And if you want more information about that book, you can go to Selfish, just as it sounds, SelfishRomance.com, SelfishRomance.com. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and that means your long-range happiness matters. You don't just get kicks and thrills by drinking and drugging and boozing and womanizing and then think that that's going to get you where you want to be. It, with happiness, you're not going to achieve it that way. You'll, you'll feel self-contempt. You can fake happiness to the world, but in your private moments, you'll know you're not happy, that you have not made yourself into a lovable person. How do you do that? You live with yourself for life. Why not work? to make yourself into a loving, lovable person and earn your own self-respect. That's what this show is all about. Now, later in the show, I have an interesting guest. I'll actually be talking with a sports psychologist. Her name is Dr. Judy Van Ralt, and she's going to help me work through a situation on my sport. My sport is dancing, but if you engage in a sport such as tennis, golf, basketball, soccer, maybe your kids engage in a sport, you know, they and some after-school activity, whether it's gymnastics or whether it's uh, football, baseball, you name it, There are times when we ebb and flow. There are times when we've got a lot of motivation for a sport and times when we just don't feel like doing it anymore. Mom, I just don't want to go to hockey. I don't want to go tonight. You made a commitment, but I don't want to go. How do you keep your motivation up, and what is a surefire way to kill it? So I will be talking with Dr. Judy Van Ralt. She's a certified consultant and is listed on the United States Olympic Committee Sports Psychology Registry. And she's had wonderful experience working with elite and professional athletes in the United States and around the world. And for a very short bit of time, she's going to be my sports psychologist. So stay tuned for that. Uh, What if you are dating somebody and you're at an age where intimacy is appropriate and you decide you want to marry this person and the person doesn't like sex? How do you deal with that? And you do. Is that a deal breaker or what? 
Let's let's listen to this from Andy and see what you think. Dear Dr. Kenner, my fiance of four months, Mary, won't have sex with me. She said she doesn't get turned on. She says she loves me but hates sex. We only had sex twice, and that was at the beginning of the relationship. She has pleaded with me several times not to leave her. She believes that her desire not to have sex or hatred of sex will go away. Now, it obviously won't go away unless you do a lot of thinking, Mary. Um, Here's, here is the, the very sad part. She was raped when she was 11 years old, and she believes that's the cause of her problem. We want to get married in one month's time. What can we do about the problem, Andy? Andy, consider postponing your wedding. This is such a serious decision you're making. This is a life-changing decision to get married, and you both need time to solve this problem because this is a potential deal-breaker. What happens if you get married and it doesn't go away? She doesn't like sex for life. That's it. That's end of story, honey. What then? You have a choice. You can live a sexless life. You can cheat on her, have affairs. You can use porn, you can go on, you can do things that you're not going to be that happy with, or you can divorce, you you can leave her. What are you going to do? It is too big of an issue to leave it to after the marriage. So it is very, very, very sad that Mary was raped. And it makes sense. I worked with a lot of people who have been raped. And they, many of them have an aversion to intercourse. Not all. But that is one of the common outcomes of sexual abuse. And what happens is Mary has lumped all sex into the rape category. And sex... It should it, rape should be in a category of its own, which is called abuse, force, uh, a hideous force. That is not romance. That is not, you make me feel good, I make you feel good, honey. You rub my back, I rub your back. That should be in a, an entirely different universe, Andy. So one of the things she could do for herself is get some assistance. It will not go away. Her hatred of sex will not go away without a lot of effort, without a lot of clear and good thinking on her part. So if she'd be open to therapy, you could go to the website academyofct.org and she could go into therapy. Maybe you could have some couple sessions together, but she needs to learn that tenderness and closeness and sensuality are not equal to rape. That rape is something very different. And Mary could also help herself by watching examples, romantic movies, and I don't mean X-rated movies. I mean just they can be PR-rated movies. It can be a Disney movie, Belle, Beauty and the Beast. Watching romantic movies that don't involve any rape and reading books that are tasteful and romantic, again, without any hint of rape. So she can recapture sensuality or capture it maybe for the first time for herself. And that would be lovely for her with or without you. You know, that's nice for her to come back alive. For you, sex is very important to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have taken the time to ask me the question. Twice in four months for a young couple is not an active sex life. 
And given that she was so traumatized, it's important for you to give yourself permission to ask yourself the question, am I willing to make a long-term commitment or a lifetime commitment to someone who hates sex? And if your private answer is no, liberate yourself. You have no obligation to stay with her if she's offering you a sexless marriage. It's your life. You can lovingly say to her, Uh, Mary, I've hoped over the last few months that you would allow yourself to relax and enjoy sex. I can see that rape has taken a toll on you, and I would be lying to say that that would be okay for my entire life. There's so much I love in our relationship that I wouldn't have proposed. I can see it's not working out. You can be very kind to her and buy some time or get out of the relationship if you need that. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.